0: This is Ted and PK, and thanks for listening to Faith Radio Mornings.
1: You can hear us live weekdays, and you can check out highlights of our show at any time on MyFaithRadio.com.
0: 7.39 now, and have you studied the book of Ephesians? Have you studied the passage about the armor of God and what it means to really put that on? We're going to talk about this right now with our guest. His name is Larry Richards, very smart man. He holds a B.A. in philosophy from the University of Michigan, a theology degree from in Christian education from Dallas Theological Seminary and a PhD in religious education, social psychology from Garrett Biblical Seminary and Northwestern University jointly. But we're talking about spiritual warfare today and how to defend our life from Satan's schemes with Larry. Uh, Larry Richards joining us here. Let me just punch him up on the board here, PK. That's what yeah, we, to we do. Yeah,
1: we want to just make sure that we have this opportunity for you to revisit Ephesians. And maybe it's been a long time since you've thought about the armor of God. But this is a reality that we want to kind of go step by step into why the armor of God is so important and why there is an enemy that who he is so bent on destroying you and me. And that is his great delight. And so this morning, welcome, Larry. Nice to have you with us on Faith Friday Mornings.
2: Thank you, PK. Good to be with you and Ted. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. So
1: glad you're here. And this is something that is so important and I think sometimes gets uh, very little press time because we're so busy in the things that we do and we're so busy living out our day-to-day Christianity, but yet we can have these things that can set us back. And, uh, you know, the the enemy is like that that lion that's prowling and trying to devour us. And how important is it for us to understand that he is so busy and hard at work?
2: Well, I think the best answer is from the Apostle Paul, who says that uh, we need to take our stand against the devil's schemes, and he points out that what we really are struggling against is not our circumstances, and it's not our individual problems, but it's against the rulers and the authorities and the powers of this dark world, and he says against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So, the spiritual warfare thing is, is really very serious and very, very much a topic in Scripture.
0: And Larry, I think a lot of people start out their day and get into the Word of God, maybe have a set uh, time set aside to dig in and have a devotional. That might not be enough, though, and you're talking about the armor of God. How does that look differently from just a regular devotional time, putting on the armor of God?
2: Well, actually... What Paul is doing in the book of Ephesians is he's, he's writing to a people who were very much engaged in spiritual warfare and who knew it. And he is telling them how to defend themselves against Satan's schemes. And throughout it, he's telling them to put the armor on. In other words, this isn't something you just know. It isn't just a doctrine that you believe. This is something that you practice. This is something a scriptural principle that you put into practice in your daily life. And that's what's so neat about the book of Ephesians and so neat about the armor of God. It's uh, extremely practical, and it alerts us to what the devil is trying to do in our lives and how to defend ourselves against it.
1: We're talking with Larry Richards, author of "The Full Armor of God: Defending Your Life from Satan's Schemes." And Larry, I was just reading uh, something the other day that it said twenty-five percent of evangelicals hold pagan beliefs like reincarnation and some other thing, you know, other things like that. What other things have you come across that are just pretty accepted uh, trains of thought that really come from pagan roots?
2: Well, one of the things is the, the magical ideas. Uh, about curses for example um a lot of people really feel that they're in danger from satan because or from demons because they can curse them they can keep them from uh, becoming successful in life they can ruin their relationships so there's a lot of superstition that sort of goes along with paganism that has infiltrated itself not only into our society but also into the, even the Christians Churches and both uh, belief systems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well. So let's let's dig into the armor. Tell us yeah. about. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about why we need it, and let's talk about how to just begin to put on those pieces of armor. Let's hit some of those step by step processes.
2: Sure. Well, the first thing you want to realize is that in listing the armor, Paul is going and talking about some very familiar pieces of of uh, defensive a protection that the people in the first century were well aware of. Uh, Roman soldiers were a a common part of life throughout the empire. He's also using the armor as a device to help people in Ephesus remember what he's written. So while each piece of armor is put on in Ephesians 6, in the order in which a Roman soldier would put it on, It's in reverse order as the book is developed. So, for example, the helmet of salvation is really Paul's reminder of what he was teaching in Ephesians chapter 1. And what he's teaching there is very important. He's saying, put on the helmet of God. um, And uh, what he's really looking at is protection, which is salvation. Salvation which is protection against lies that satan tells us about ourselves you see satan wants us to feel totally inadequate to feel that we have nothing to contribute to anything to every time we come up to a challenge to feel that we are are so useless that we don't even try and paul in ephesians chapter one is telling us who we are with this helmet of salvation and who we are is first of all, we're a people who were chosen by God the Father before the creation of the world. And we were redeemed by Christ who died for us. And the Holy Spirit has come into our lives to give us power and enablement. And the fascinating thing is that every person of the Godhead is totally invested in bringing us salvation. Now, that doesn't sound like an, an adequate, unimportant individual. That sounds like someone who is truly significant to God. And if we're that significant to God, then these lies that Satan tells us um, about ourselves, about our self-image, really are things that we can put aside and believe God's word about who we are instead of the lies that Satan has been telling us.
0: Yeah, being the focus of God's love, as you put it in the book, uh, and a, a new identity in Christ to stand against those schemes of the enemy. Uh, Larry Richards is our guest here on Faith Radio Mornings. He's author of the book, The Full Armor of God, Defending Your Life from Satan's Schemes. We'll continue to walk through the armor with him and welcome your calls as well at 877-933-2484. That's 877-933-2484. More with Larry Richards in just two minutes here on Faith Radio Mornings. Of God. What a fun song that is.
1: And what's important is they're memorizing scripture here, too, as they get further into the song, Uh too. What a great way to just build all of that into our kids and into our own hearts. We're talking this morning with Larry Richards, and he has a book called The Full Armor of God Defending Your Life from Satan's Schemes. And we're just starting to put on our armor, and we've just covered the helmet of salvation, and we want to move forward now into the shield of faith. Larry, help us to understand the shield of faith and why that's important.
2: Well, that's a, that's a really important one, all right, uh, particularly when you understand what the shield of faith is as, uh, as Paul's looking back at the Roman army. You see, when the Roman army attacked, they attacked in a very tight formation, and one of the weapons that was used against them was something called a plumbata. It's translated flaming arrow here, and it's sort of a metal dart or arrow that was thrown from a distance. And the idea was to incapacitate the legionnaires as they advanced. And the defense against that was to take the shields as the army advanced and to raise those shields over their head, forming a formation which was literally called a turtle. And when those flaming arrows came down after being thrown, they bounced off the shields and uh, the and the soldiers were safe. So, Paul's using that as an analogy. And uh, the fascinating thing then is what can we come up with as the flaming arrows that Satan throws? They're a distance weapon, they're not close quarters weapons. And what we have here is the circumstances that Satan is constantly throwing in our ways that sort of makes us hesitate, makes us fearful. Makes us unwilling to keep on advancing together. Uh, an illustration of a friend of mine was uh, invited to move to uh, the Midwest after living in California in the dead of winter to take a new job, but he had no clothing for his kids, and so uh, he was really hesitant. It was this God's will? Did God really want him to come to this cold area and bring his children? But after prayer, he and his wife decided God was leading. They went there. The first Sunday they got there, they went into a little church, and when the church found out the kids lacked clothes, they were given so many winter clothes that they just had more than they needed. Now, what was happening here was that Satan had thrown a roadblock, but that they had walked through it in faith with the shield of faith raised, and God had proven faithful. He had provided what they needed. They hadn't let circumstances deter them from doing God's will. That's really what the shield of faith is about. And the fascinating thing is this word faith is the same word that's translated faithfulness. And what Paul is talking about here is, it's not that our faith is what overcomes the enemy. It's the fact that God is a faithful person and we can trust him in any situation to be faithful and to take us safely through. Mm. So that's something that we really need to put on all the time. We just need to remember how faithful God is. And when circumstances seem to go against us or we face difficulties, uh, we're worrying about a loss of a job, we're we're just worrying about this or that, we just keep God's faithfulness in focus.
1: And Larry, what's a good way to do that? Because I see this in my own life. I see this uh, with friends to that you know have been Christians for years, and yet something will come along and it'll just bowl them over. and yet yeah. we, we know that we can walk by faith. Is it just by turning to God's word and just you know uh, reminding ourselves again that he is faithful?
2: Actually, I think there's two or three things. One of them is to look back in your own life. You can find other times when the circumstances looked really terrible. Uh, when I graduated from seminary, I had to move out of my seminary apartment in two weeks, and here my family was, and we had no place to go, and nothing nothing as a prospect. And suddenly, unexpectedly, I got a call to go visit a publisher in Wheaton, Illinois, and uh, went there. And the amazing thing was that God just simply provided. Now, All of us can look back in our lives and see how God has been faithful to us. That's one of the wonderful things that we have to hold on to, our memory of the faithfulness of God. But we can see it in Scripture, too. We can see David running from his son Absalom and uh, reminding himself, You are a shield around me. You are the lifter up of my head. You are my glory. So in Scripture, we can see this principle operating again and again in the lives of Bible characters. But more importantly, we see it in our own life, and that's a wonderful thing.
0: Larry Richards, our guest here on Faith Radio Mornings, his book is *The Full Armor of God: Defending Your Life from Satan's Schemes*. Larry, when we talk about the armor of God, images of battle obviously come to mind. Like you're talking about and explaining to us here, one piece of the armor I think that we don't think about as much, perhaps, is the sandals of peace. Talk about the sandals of peace.
2: Yeah, uh, and that's a very uh, that's a very difficult analogy at first, but as you as we realize what those sandals were, it becomes clearer. Um, I remember when I first went out for football as a kid, a uh, freshman in high school, I had no football shoes. Football shoes have cleats, and those cleats enable you to uh, dig in and when you're playing football to, to just uh, hold your ground. Now, the Roman Army's sandals were very special, and they had metal cleats just like football shoes do and they were strapped tightly around the ankles and the calves of the Roman soldiers. And they were very important because it was the principle in Roman army battle formation that you had to stay tight up against the person beside you. And if you slipped, if you lost your ground, if you broke formation, then the enemy had a chance to attack you. So here's the principle of um, keeping close together with others in that struggle with you and not losing your footing. Now the fascinating thing about this is Paul gives us an analogy. and His picture is here are the Greeks and the Jews who for years had hated each other. The Romans had oppressed the Jews, and the Jews had looked with contempt on the Romans and suddenly, here comes Christ and his cross, and God is making out of these two antagonistic peoples one new man. And the Bible says that he made peace between them with his cross. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that's so important. I see so much strife and so much uh, antagonism often in churches. You see churches break up, you see people who have been friends for years, or family for years, getting hostile toward each other. And and that's a tragedy, Mm -hmm. because it is breaking the unity of this body. And we can't advance together when we're uh, hostile toward each other, when we feel hurt, when we feel hatred. And so Paul's answer is, do just what God has done through the cross, make peace. Make peace. Mm -hmm. And here we have a wonderful principle in Romans where it says, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. Yeah. Uh, and the point is that if someone has hurt you, it's not up to us to take vengeance. It's up to God to deal with it. And he may deal with it by forgiving the person, or he may deal with it by disciplining that person and bringing him back into harmony. But our job is simply to forgive. Yeah. And That's so good. That unity. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the clock is working against us, Larry. We still we didn't get to the breastplate of righteousness or the belt of truth, but we, we do have a, a couple copies of your book to put into people's hands, too. I just want to thank you for just reminding us again about the importance of just taking care of ourselves and guarding ourselves as we step into each day. Blessings to you, and thank you so much for the important work that you're doing.
2: Thank you so much, BK.